Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's disappointing to leave uh, a homestand, even if you're playing against two good teams, two talented teams, um, with the record that we did. We have to play better. And uh, I, I would say, uh, you know, if you're, if you're evaluating the homestand, we, we needed to do more on the homestand uh, than we actually did. Um, and we, we still have things to prove. We still have... Uh, uh, a lot of games remaining, and, and you know we're going to have to prove to everyone, including ourselves, that we're capable of sustaining uh, the good play that that we show at times. Who's the? Is it Travelocity? Who does the Captain Obvious commercials? Is that Travelocity? It's a travel company. Yeah, might be. But yes, no, it's like quali- Expedia. But yes, he, he qualifies. Is, he, he has become Hotels. Captain com. Obvious. Hotels. Hotels. Com. Okay. Yeah. Well, Hotels.com. Rocco yeah. might want to consult with, with them because he's stealing their bit and they should sue him. He's, I mean, wow. Well, no. No. No again. No. Well, yeah, they do hit home runs. They do hit home runs. Yeah. They do hit home I think runs. Are, are they leading the league in the home runs? Uh, you know, <laughs> Thank you. Did, are they? Is the Bombers back? Did you get a, did you get a job with Bally Sports North when I wasn't looking? <laughs> Judd? When you push the bat on the ball and you hit it out of the park, you hit home runs. Hold a home that's run. a good thing. Should we do? Oh, my. You, you know what? That's what we should do. Statements. As Bally Sports North would do them. Okay. Let's fire it up. Well, I think Tomlin has to start God. us off. Oh He's God. the new employee. Okay. Every statement so has Mike to start for with me. a Bally Sports North twist. A Tim Laudner-esque twist. Oh, come on. Just don't blame Timmy. <laughs> Come on, it. it's Marnozzi it's and Bramerzy. <laughs> oh my God! All right, um, all right. I will start. <laughs> okay, you start. start. Somebody. <laughs> okay, uh, boy, it's hard. I, I, honestly, my brain's not really trained to to put that level of spin. Okay, let me go. Then you, okay, okay. Yeah, you go. let me go because I I am a cable subscriber who has not dropped yet, so I am a, a perfect fit. I study at the foot of Bally Sports North. Okay. So at the at the teat of Valley Sports <laughs> North. So coming up next on Twins post game live positivity. There's so much good to sell. We will examine how this Twins roster is going to go out and and, and it's going to procreate other baseball teams oh. opportunities to win baseball games because there's so much good to sell. So after this rough homestand, you call it a rough homestand. I call it a homestand of opportunity. 
Okay, you naysayers, you doubters, you haters. This is the homestand of opportunity because this now presents the opportunity for Anderson Simmons. Fly, be free to the East Coast and help the Yankees at shortstop. Um, let's keep going. Josh Donaldson, fly, be free to Milwaukee. Don't kill yourself if the dome is closed as you're coming down. But if it's open, uh, find your way to third base for the Brewers. So help them compete for a National League Central Division title, okay? I mean, let's I see where you go. Okay. Let, let's keep going. Miguel, All right, I got you. Miguel Sano, you big bopper, you fly, be free to Miami, where you'll be a hero. You get a fresh start. In right field, Max Kepler, fly, be free to any contender who you're going to get hot for. That's my statement. So much good to sell. Wow. All right, here's my statement. All right. <laughs> Mackie and Judd here on Bally Sports North. Good news the Twins will not lose a 19th straight postseason game this year. <laughs> They'll be able to bring that confidence of having not gone 0 and 19 into 2022. It'll be very, very exciting. Uh, I also think Mike Pineda might have thrown a one, two, three inning in like the third, if uh, if Patrick Royce's Twitter account is correct. So congratulations to him. Something to build off of when he comes off the disabled list or the injured list for another team in like a month and a half. You know, I've been. I've been saying this for quite some time, guys. I've been saying this. You know what? After back-to-back years in the playoffs, which means an extra long year. I mean, last year you played, what, 60 games, and then you had to play two more. That's a long season. I really think Phil's right. The ability here to to take your foot off the gas and relax and not have that pressure of, of playoff wins and not having to hear about that – that allows for the proper reset for these professional athletes, finely tuned, by the way, to get themselves into a place where really magical things can happen in 2022 because in 2021, you didn't have the pressure of those playoffs. That's a great point, Phil. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yes. I actually have a real twin statement, like a real like non-Bally Sports North twin statement that I want to throw at you guys because I want to pay homage to the column the Judd had the guts to write. <laughs> Judd Zolgad, who I would call the lead Twins analyst, <laughs> even though he's not officially a Twins beat writer, the lead Twins analyst, the senior Twins evaluator among the Minnesota media, okay? Yeah. And you've written, I think you've written now about five times, <laughs> rightfully so, that, okay, guys, it's <laughs> over. <laughs> it's been over. Yeah. It's time now for the conversation to shift from, Oh my God, are they going to get hot against the Yankees to, no, it's over. Let's all accept our reality. So my statement is the Twins don't deserve sympathy. The Twins don't deserve kid gloves. The Twins don't deserve any sort of nuanced interaction with Rocco Baldelli after a game. Well, do you guys think you have enough time left? And then he pontificates, well, we're kind of running out of time. No, no. The, the, the sand ran out of the hourglass weeks ago on this team. And it's shocking to me that the conversation hasn't turned toward, again, weeks ago. Okay, this thing's over. This is a colossal disappointment. Let's start the autopsy. Let's figure out why is this the biggest disappointing season maybe in Twins history? And why have you lost 18 straight playoff games going back to 2004? So my statement is they don't deserve any kid gloves based on what's happened in the first three months of this season. And off of that point, too, and so 
I've seen tweets about, well, you know, it's tough when the bullpen, when you don't get your starter extended and then and then the bullpen and, you know, there's guys, I mean, the Twins. I, I keep seeing the Twins are, quote, unquote, running out of bodies, okay? This is all self-induced. And the other thing is the bullpen problems aren't because of guys being hurt. You are afraid to pitch Alex Colomay in anything resembling a real game. This was the guy that you signed to be your closer. You know, don't give me this. Well, we weren't sure where he was going to pitch. He was signed. Your, your, your three worst pitchers have been Alex Colomay, yep. healthy, Randy Dobnak, healthy. Don't I mean, okay, a, a finger yeah. thing, but they keep running and he wouldn't have there, come, so. Right, exactly. Yeah, and Matt Shoemaker. As healthy as he's been in his entire career yes. as a pitcher. Yes. Those are your three. Those I mean, if you take those three guys off the team, they might be 500 right now. So you can't call injuries for those three guys. Your wounds, the point being is the wounds that you have for a lot of your problems are your own fault. Yep. They're misjudgments. They're your fault. And I am tired of the excuse always being, well, I mean, look around. I mean, look at our team. The Chicago White Sox, two of their best players, if not more now, are on the IL long term. Long term. They're in first place. Look at injuries around this sport right now. It is off the charts. It's concerning, but no, but that means nobody gets the uh, chance to use that as their excuse. Well, I mean, yeah, if we only had Buxton, and what about Kepler, and what about, okay, first of all, your pitching mistakes are your mistakes. You have one good starter. That's your fault. You have one good starter, and, and Maeda's unfortunate, but keep in mind, before he got hurt, he had, I think, a 579 ERA, okay? So a lot of this is your own fault. So let's get past the let's look for the excuse for the Twins. There's no excuse for the fact that this season is a colossal failure. The White Sox, yeah, I mean, let's bring them up for a second. If you want to talk about my team, you know, those two teams were kind of neck and neck going into the bandwagon Declan. Yeah, coming up next on Declan Sports Live. Yeah. I'm just really bad. We got Packers for you. We've got. Who else we have? So we've got White Sox for you yeah. and the NHL. Islanders. We, we on, well, the, I, I, Islanders. But I, I was on that wagon before the season started. I know, but still, I mean, you, you I, I called a good the team. shot before the team. I, I mean, the Islanders were a sleepy one. No one thought they'd be the final four right now. I'm, I'm tooting my own horn on that one. I'm going to toot my horn on that one. I don't in know the about NBA, that. Are, are you with me? You're on the Suns bandwagon oh, yeah, now? Oh, yeah, I'm all in the, the Suns. Are you kidding? Yeah, I, I, I have Suns on, I'm tattooed on my chest right now. My dad lives in Arizona. It's basically my home team now. You know, I mean, come on. If you have family in a major city, you can claim that team okay. as as your own. Right. I think so. North Carolina for you. I don't know yeah. if there's you know yeah, Carolina the Panthers get off to a hot start. Yeah, hurricanes yeah. or Panthers are out right now. Might be an NC State guy, <laughs> more of a Wolfpack dude. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. There. So so the White Sox. So Madrigal sixty day DL. Just so they're starting second baseman who's hitting like three hundred. Just tore his hamstring off the bone. He's out maybe for the year. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, two of the most important players, two starting outfielders out of the three. Michael Kopich, who's been one of the best relievers, like long reliever guy, spot starter. He's been one of the best pitchers in the American League once you get past, like, top-line starters. He's been out for an extended stretch, and yet they're number one in uh, the athletics power rankings today because guess what? A, young pitchers come through their pipeline like Dylan Cease and step up and contribute. And number two, instead of signing guys like Matt Shoemaker and Alex Colome, they sign they, they say, screw it, we're signing Lance Lynn which is another story. Why is the only bad year on Lance Lynn's resume with the Twins? And Liam Hendricks, bona fide, lights-out, back-end reliever, right? Yep. They weren't hunting around in bargain bins trying to revive guys in their mid-30s and late-30s. They were finding 
trusted arms to fortify what they thought was going to be a World Series contender, and it's working to this point. Right. So, I don't know, man. Like I, th- I just feel like the level of criticism is still light with this Twins team. What we're watching right now, 0-18 in the playoffs, and then a team that was supposed to maybe contend for a World Series doing this in front of you right now is one of the biggest disappointments in 60-plus years of Twins franchise history. There's really no other way to say it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's one of the... This has to be considered one of the top three uh, bust seasons by the Twins of all time, right? Yep. This has to be a top three. Mm-hmm. And it might be one. Given where this team was supposed to be at and given what this team did in recent years to position itself for 2021, this might take the cake. No. All right, I think we're on Declan now. All right. My first statement, yeah. it's uh, It, it kind of dovetails perfectly. It's, it's open for business and everything must go. I want to welcome both of you and the rest of Minnesota to the Minnesota Twins Garage Summer Sale. May I interest you in an Andreton Simmons? How about a buy one, get one Simmons for a Hansel Robles? Maybe our bargain bin, Alex Colome. We might just give it to you. We may not, you might not have to give us anything back in return. Would you like to take this? Or one of our premium items. Would you like a Jose Barrios? It'll cost you, but we're listening. Or our boomstick. Or your boomstick could help out another playoff team. And if you're still re- selling the boomstick hot dogs, or I is, think that, so. is that done now? I have I not so. seen. I don't. I've not seen them a- advertised, but I don't know that they're oh. gone for sure. They have okay. not been. Uh, but I mean, okay. I, I could put down that boomstick. That'd be no problem. Uh, and, and and even if you want a premium like a Josh Donaldson, do you want do you want this umbrella? Do you want do you want this bringer of rain? Do you want to take this off our hands? Everything is open right now. We are open for business. It's the Minnesota Twins garage sale. We are open for business. Everything must go. And actually, that is my statement. And actually, on Josh, here's the thing. If you'll pay the freight, you'll get the weight. And we don't <laughs> want anything back. Like, I'll take a low-level prospect. If I can get you to take the contract, I'm fine with it. Yep. At this okay, point, I'm fine here, with it. Here's a question, though. Let's say, so he clearly still has gas left in the tank. He's in his mid-30s, but he's been healthy ever since the, the hamstring scare in the first 10 days. Mm-hmm. He's been healthy. He is now adjusted to what pitchers were doing to him. He's hitting bombs again. If I don't think they're going to have a major financial crisis with this roster going into next year. I mean, Nelson Cruz is coming off the books. Shoemaker, Hap, like there's dudes coming off the books. I'm not just going to give Josh Donaldson away if I think he can hit some bombs in 2022. So that's where I disagree a little. I'm not just looking to shove him out the door. I don't know who your third baseman is in 2022, and you can still win some games. If you were to if you were to come out next year and Duran's in your rotation and Balazovic is in your rotation and maybe you re-sign Barrios to a long-term extension, yep. I don't think you're just destined to lose 100 games in 2022. So I agree with that. I might, draw, I might draw the line on Josh Donaldson unless somebody wants to give me something. Here's why I want the contract gone. Uh, he's going to be, I think, in December 36. He does not really, at this point in his life, stay healthy in back-to-back years, which means that this is the good year, which <laughs> means that next year you're probably not going to get the same luck. Uh, and so that's why I would prefer to clear him off my books and and allocate that money elsewhere. Because and he was signed for a he was signed for the the purpose of this team was supposed to pop. Uh, it didn't pop. And what concerns me now is that the hamstring or calf will pop in 2022, and I want no part of paying that. So that's why that's why if you're the Brewers and you want to come along and you want to sweet talk me and give me a prospect, a low level prospect or something, I am definitely considering it. 
Uh, the other the other reality that I keep coming back to is this too, Phil. With the Brios and Buxton contracts being like the front and center, and and that is something that people in this town are not talking about nearly enough. I mean, those are the to me those are the key contracts. Um, I am clearing as much room as possible because I do think ownership's going to push back on doing them both. They won't say it, but I think they will. And if I clear Donaldson off my books, I think I get one step closer to potentially keeping both. That's fair. Yeah, I think. To that point, actually, here, I'll give you another statement to that point. I would pay Jose Barrios probably right now. I would just, you know, I don't know, you know, Doogie's been doing some great reporting on this for a couple of years, that there have been offers sent over to Barrios, sort of like the Polanco and Kepler deals where, all right, this might be a little bit of a low ball, but we're giving you, we're giving you generational wealth and we're going to lock you up. And so if you suffer an injury or like look in the case of Kepler, for instance, he hasn't really been productive in a couple of years. He's in his prime and he's just not really living up to the hype or what he did in 2019. But you know what? He's a made man. He's on a seven year contract. He's worth a, he's worth like $50 million when it's all said and done. So um, so from that side, especially for a pitcher whose arm could deteriorate shoulder elbow, I understand the game that the Twins have been playing for the last couple of years, which is, hey, let's get you under a deal. This this might not be $30 million a year, but it'll give you you know, $50 million over six or seven years or something. Well, Brios now, it's pretty obvious that he's a year and a half away from free agency. He's going to want to either hit free agency or be paid close to what he would get in free agency. And so we're probably talking about $20 million a year minimum on like a five-year deal. We're probably talking five years, $100 million minimum. These are the types of guys in their prime, homegrown, Buxton, I would put in that same category, even with the injuries, use your league average payroll flexibility for those guys over the 34-year-old broken down free agents like Josh Donaldson. Mm -hmm. If you can do both, awesome, but if you only have to, if you can only choose one, you should look to lock the guys up that you have grown internally, even if Brios is more like a number two starter, well, you're going to need that too. And so, like, all this trade talk that we've been uh, buzzing around the last few weeks, I would rather pay Barrios, but I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm thinking in terms of ownership, what are they going to feel comfortable doing? Right. Um, and it remains to be seen. But my, I guess my statement is just pay Jose Barrios ASAP. Would you pay him like an ace? Because he's going to want to be paid like an ace. And I think, I think you're right. I think on a really good team, he's a two. But again, he's a good two, and and when he's on, he is fantastic. And mm-hmm. if and if the brain trust allows him to pitch deep into games, uh, let's say a playoff game, uh, he's absolutely great. So I guess the question is, if you're if you're the poll ads and you are Falvey and Levine, would you pay him ace money to lock him up, even though you probably think he's a two? The co- the comparable contract. The Brios's camp is probably looking at is the Zach Wheeler contract with the Phillies that was signed before the 2020 season. The Twins also offered on Zach Wheeler. He was a good pitcher in his late 20s. He he actually hit free agency. I want to say like a year or two later than Brios did because he hit he hit free agency when he was about to turn 30. Mm-hmm. And he signed, I believe it was a five year, 115 million dollar contract with Philadelphia. And he's been great. He's taken his game to another level. He's sort of become. An ace. I mean, Philadelphia has him and Aaron Nola. Yep. 
So there is another level still to Barrios' game, and sometimes pitchers don't reach it till they get to be 28, 29, 30. So you've got that upside. There's really not a lot of downside outside of the month of August in his career, which has been weird. Um, so if you're asking me, would I pay $100 million, maybe more, over five years with the risk of arm injury at some point or him not being an ace? I would. I would. That's that's a less risky deal than the one you signed Josh Donaldson to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm with I you. Would. I would. You got to. I mean, if you don't like re-sign him, him, you're not going to have starting pitching good enough to contend for probably two or three years. So yep. And, and are you going to find a comparable starter in free agency that'll agree to sign with you too? So yes. again, I would just I would pay him. I would pay him. I'd pay the man. I would. Gi- I would give him the five year, hundred million dollar deal. I think that's what I, he, he probably will still ask for more. I know Doogie floated out yesterday. Is it somewhere between the Lance McCullers, who I got, who I believe got like 582, mm-hmm. and then the ceiling of being Zach Wheeler's deal, which is like, yeah, 5115. Can you meet somewhere in the middle? And then that's probably five years around $100 million. I probably would do that too. I mean, you, you have no legitimate starting pitcher on this team long term. That I mean, Maeda is, is under a great deal, but you don't know what, what he's going to do. I'd rather pay Barrios. I'd rather pay Jose Barrios. And what, what you just said, though, is the indictment of this team right now. The indictment is this. If they were what the White Sox have done, hell, what Cleveland does all the time, which is where, where Falvey came from and part of the reason why he got the job here, right? If the Twins had proven by now, you know what? They can really develop pitching. On Barrios, you'd say, okay, it'd be good to keep him, but he can be replaced. Look at the guys that Cleveland churns out and then trades off at really sometimes ideal times because they know that the back end of the guys coming up behind those starters are going to be good. The indictment is the fact that until until guys arrive and actually start to prove themselves, Barrios, who is a non-Falvey guy, is the only guy that you trust, and if he's gone... What do you have? And and this also comes back to the last two years now. Um, Rich Hill, who, by the way, in Tampa has been fantastic, but one year and done. Homer Bailey, I don't know if he's pitching now, but another guy that they tried to, hey, let's sign him and see. Uh, Shoemaker, Hap. The, this is what's so frustrating is that it's like they it's like they look around and they're like we'll get a deal and we'll fix a guy. That's not how this works. Once in a while maybe, but consistently you have to develop starters and and part of the reason why Falvey got this job undoubtedly was because the franchise he came from had found the magic formula and has been fantastic at developing starters. Does it make you feel like maybe Falvey was along for the ride with that like he worked at Google? But he wasn't the one that created it, the search engine. He wouldn't right? be the like, first, Phil. I mean, there's been a lot of that, right? You know, let's just hire a guy from Team X. They've won Super Bowls, or they've done this, or I mean, look, the Patriots. Look at how many Belichick disciples, right, get jobs, and how many of them have been awful. So yes, yes, it would not be the first guy to to glum on to. Oh man, he's good because he's from Cleveland and they develop pitching, and it's like. Oh, I guess we made a mistake. Yeah, that Declan Goff's really good from scoring north, but was he just more of a product of uh, the ampersand or Mackie and Judd? Which one was he? You know, which which one did he fall into? The system. Yeah. The, system. the system. By the way, these uh, systematic statements here on Mackie and Judd and all of our Twins discussions are powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk. So if you're looking to ride far, far away from this horrible, <laughs> disastrous season, 
far into the sunsets or whatever it may be, uh, and whatever you ride, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. So uh, when the open road calls and you want to get far, far away from this dumpster fire, DennisKirk.com, they ship today. Also, real quick, the 3M Open. If you're looking for other sporting events to potentially which, fixate on. Which you should this be. Summer. This is a very good idea. Um, the 3M Open is open if you're, you know, think about this. All the different things that you can do out there um, at the 3M Open. It's open to fans. We're talking about great food. We're talking about great players. We're talking about potentially great weather. Hopefully, July 19th through the 25th at TPC Twin Cities. And tickets are available at 3mopen.com slash tickets. 3mopen.com slash tickets. And and uh, Shooter, in his column in, in the Pioneer Press on Sunday, a little birdie says, don't dismiss the fact that Phil Mickelson might end up in that field Ooh. still. Mm-hmm. PGA champion. I can't Ooh. tell. Is that Declan Goff or Ricky Fowler out there? You know, they're both wearing Puma. I don't know which one it is. Who is it? Uh, no, we know which one it is. Can we I give you guys a positive from Target Field? I've got a positive for you. I feel like this has turned. I mean, we, we started as Bally ba- Sports North, and then it just turned sour so quickly. I, I can't tolerate this. Here's my positive. I never thought I'd say this, but I mean it with all my Judster heart. I love having fans back at sporting events and never realized how much they would be missed and how dead an environment could be and how much that takes away from the experience of watching a game. And Twins fans, I don't know if it was the pandemic. I don't know what's turned you, but some of you have become real jerks, and I love you for that. The way that you booed Jose Altuve, especially on Saturday night when the Twins played well and it was a fun game with Barrios pitching, the way that you rode the Astros, Michael Brantley sucks. Those cheers, those chants, it was great. I love fans being back, and when you're engaged, don't do the wave. I don't like the wave, but beyond that, everything else, you were fantastic, Twins fans. You did not let me down. That's good. It's good that fans stepped up. It kind of felt like from an organizational perspective, the entire homestand, all six games, was like, this is your life, Minnesota Twins, dating back almost 20 years. Here are all the teams that have kicked your ass in the playoffs, going back (laughs) multiple generations of Twins teams. Uh, Congratulations. They're all going to come marching in, both teams. I guess you could put the Oakland A's in there because they swept the Twins at one point. That's a good so, one. I'm glad to see that the fans are lashing out. Oh yeah, they are, and trying to make up for the disappointing product on the field. They were great. <laughs> All right, back to Declan's statements. I have a uh, Viking statement. Nice. If I can go here, Let, let's uh, we'll look at some pigskin. You know, there, sorry, there might I be. The, I just, sorry, I just killed a spider. I'd you're right there. Are you, are you good? Are you good with spiders? Are you good with killing spiders? Oh wow, right look at that guy. Yeah, good for yeah. you. Oh, right that's there. not that big. Good? That's not that big. He could have lived. He could have lived, Phil. He was like dangling on the little spider web that he, he like he did like the yeah. Shawn Michaels Anaheim Pond thing where he came down yeah. from the the roof oh, of yeah. my of my studio that here. Was me Friday and he night, just kind of yeah. dangled in front of the camera. Sorry, buddy. We're this is a a very festive edition of statements, and I can't have spiders jumping in front of the Oof. camera. Sorry, I Dex. Don't even want to know what Dex's statement meant about 
I, I was, was just, I was just saying I, I could be, you know, I was doing the Shawn Michaels, just you know, coming right down, coming right, ready to ready to rock from uh, from from the top. Oh, the I thought you front. might have been talking about an- no. antics elsewhere. Okay, no. good. Okay, no. get to that no. pigskin no. statement. All right, pigskin statement. Uh, th- there might be a summer sale going on with the local baseball team, but it's football season, baby. Mandatory mini camp. They like to say. There is an off-season for football. No, 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 no. Football, it's 365 days a year. It starts this week uh, at Vikings uh, Vikings Mandatory Minicamp. Will Daniil Hunter report. You got O-line combinations. I mean, offensive line, meat and potatoes, football conversations, which we're going to be doing on Purple Daily, which I'm excited for. How does Kellen Mond get into the fold? I'm excited to just hear and watch what the heck is going on in Egan and talk about something that isn't the baseball team. So it's football season, baby, and I'm ready to go. That's my statement. You know, to that point, you know, Judd and I used to. So when Judd and I first started doing our our four hour radio show together back in 2014, full, seven and a half years ago, full days work back then, Phil. Full days work was, and we we would always have a mantra going into twin season. It was just get us to football. Okay, <laughs> we're doing a four hour show, yep. sixteen segments a day. We're looking for fun things to talk about, things that could be interesting. All right, and we need a little help from the hometown nine. And so we would always evaluate the twin season on did you get us to Viking season? Right? Mm-hmm. How would you guys evaluate this twins team based on how well they did getting us to Vikings season? Rivals 2016. Flat out. It rivals Isn't 2000. That the year they started like Owen yes. 7 or something. Yes, and yeah. you declared them dead in, I, I believe it was around April 27th or so. I mean, it's close, it's very close. When's the last time that you that you honestly in your gut felt the 2021 Twins still had a chance? And I know what the talk is now, but April? Some point in April? Uh, about April 20th. Okay. So they were so like, there. Yeah. Yeah. it's 2016. Yeah. They were like 5-2, and two, right? Remember, remember the Twins were 5-2? and two? Remember how fun that was? Yep. Remember and, you were making fun of the Mariners lineup on opening day at Target Field? And now by the way, I'll be, at, I'll be at the game tonight. So nice. I'll do a little, okay, a little, little self-reporting. Well, because there might be, oh, the Score North Bureau in Seattle. Is That's right. Kicking it up, going to the game. I will be. I hear there is a there is a vaccinated people section only where we can mingle maskless and wow. chomp our hot dogs with our open mouths as much as we want. So <laughs> Beck is going to be doing like the arm around some other person, just chugging beers and, and uh, having hot dogs with one another. Really excited about it. Even that sounds gross. Oh, I don't know why. God, I will have my gigantic trade everyone sign yes. that I will. Oh, you've got to bring that. Run onto the field. Oh, that'd be great to bring a sign in. And lucky for the Twins, the Vikings have been so interesting. Daniil Hunter potentially holding out. There's so many things to glum onto here for minicamp. That you know what, Twins, we didn't even need you. We got wild off season, wolves off season, all more compelling than what we're seeing at Target Field right now. I think the exact phrase that we used to use, and Patrick shared in the phrase, if I'm not mistaken, Phil, was "get us to July," because July was camp starts late July, and I think that was like it was just like okay, just like three months. And they couldn't even get us a decent damn two months this year. <laughs> I'm, bitter I'm bitter at him. I'm bitter at him. There's no question about it. Seriously. Yeah, I am I'm bitter, 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 bitter. Yep. All right, Joe, we're back to you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let me see which one I want to go with here. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll go with this one. Because I feel like we need to, I feel like this needs to be a balanced show as well. And, and you know, I mean, I don't want, I, I think our our viewers and Listeners are a realistic group. 
they embrace us and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I want to give them something too. Like I want to give them some fun and I want to give them some 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 angst that they can turn elsewhere and say ha 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 ha. And I got it because every week this team now provides it and God bless them for it. Enjoy a weed free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds in Lake Muck. Yeah! Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Packers president Mark Murphy is playing right into Aaron Rodgers' hands on a weekly basis now, all right? Murphy, in the past week, quoting former Packers GM Ted Thompson, a very private man who had very little to say publicly. Okay, so I'm sure he said a lot internally. Murphy quoted Thompson, who is deceased, um, from a private conversation in which Thompson called Rodgers a, quote, complicated fella, and just sort of dropped that one. And Mark Murphy, my God, dude. You are making this worse and worse every week. And you guys are somehow assuming that this guy is coming back. Well, one, he's not. But two is, it's like it's like you think that if you play the the overbearing father, right? The dad, you know, this isn't how we do things. And you're like, bleep you. I don't care about you. Um, and he's like, but this is how we do things. In my, If you're under my roof, that's basically what this is. Mark Murphy, if you're under my roof, this is how it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um if you're a Vikings fan, how delicious is this whole thing? Because it is, it is now. I mean, it's a gong show. Last year was was bad, and and I expected worse. But I mean, they have now turned this into a complete gong show. The old school Vikings would be proud of the gong showness of this. Okay, if it were determined, I don't even know by who. If it, but if it were determined, all right, Mark Murphy, dude, you're just you're a weirdo. I know you've ascended to president CEO, but now you're just like with your weird blog on Packers.com and then this odd citation of a private Ted Thompson conversation in which they all yucked it up talking about Aaron Rodgers being a complicated fella. Like, if it's determined that he's just incompetent and getting rid of him would make Aaron Rodgers happy and keep him for two or three more years, who would even make that decision? Like, who would decide? So Mark Murphy is part of the triumvirate um, that decides whether Aaron Rodgers gets an extension or whether he doesn't or whether this happens, right? Yes. Who decides that Mark Murphy is no longer competent and fit to oversee the franchise? The Packers. Is it the, like 150,000 no, no, Packers, Packers owners who've been duped into buying a no, certificate? Like, no, can they band duped. together? <laughs> no, they can't. Uh, the Packers actually have a board, and the board runs the the board runs the team and hires the Wait, president. So if I spend two hundred dollars, no, whatever it is, on an ownership certificate, what what do I get? Where does that money go, and what do I get? One, it goes to capital improvements, and two, you get and I'm not joking here. You get invited to the annual, I believe it's July shareholders meeting at which the president of the team breaks things down and talks. You get invited to sit in the stands at Lambeau Field to hear his talk, but a board. But I, but I don't. Runs but I don't get. But I don't get any influence over, no. over uh, Mark Murphy as president, huh? No. Seems, no. seems like a bit of a ripoff. I think you kinda have rem- to buy a brick too. Like if you want a brick, you got to buy the damn brick. It kind of reminds me of that one time you and I got a caller on our show one time, like six years ago, 
and uh, and he was super pissed that we were just denigrating and and making fun of Packer owners, quote unquote, right? And he just like he gives us a tongue lashing, you know. It's you know, it's not. It's great. It's, you know, every franchise should do it. And I said, sir, I just have one question for you, sir. Have you also named a star after somebody? Just pause. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you're basically just giving $200 to any entity that will let you have a certificate is what's happening. Yes. Okay. Exactly right. Exactly. And you right. can't fire Mark Murphy or give Aaron Rodgers a contract extension. Okay. No. Well. No. They go once a year and sit in the sweltering heat in, in their own swass and listen to the team president oh. break down the last year financially. Oh, it just it just it smells like it's the cheese and beer sauerkraut. And I'll tell you this. I have no idea how the league allows it because literally when the Packers need a cash influx for something like, you know, stadium improvements, they do this. So my question has always been, well, why can't the Vikings sell a piece of paper? People would buy it. But here, but he, okay, there's another way to frame this. It's a subscription, right? You're you're essentially yeah. subscribing to the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And if you're going to, I don't know what it costs. I think it's like 150 bucks or something, 200 bucks, something like that, right? Wouldn't you want more than just a shareholders meeting where they give you some bagels and some like <laughs> no. room temperature coffee? Can't, I mean, is there any, do you get season tickets? No, no right? Those no. are separate. No, you get a certificate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you get amazing. a certificate that people hang on their wall. But why can't other teams, what I don't get is why can't teams do this? Like, it seems unfair. Also, here's another funny thing, because I have a lot of Packer fan friends and relatives, and I know you guys probably do too. And, you know, it's it's a blue-collar state, especially when you get out past Milwaukee up into Green Bay and outstate Wisconsin. And I hear a lot of my Packer fan friends and family members, they'll complain about their bosses or how the work environment isn't what they want it to be, right? And, like... You know, if I could just stick it to my boss here. But then, like, when they look at the Rodgers and Packers front office and Mark Murphy situation, a lot of them side with the organization. Well, he signed a contract. He needs to just shut his mouth and go to work. Well, you just complained about your boss, Bob, in Alaska. You know, like, it's it's, it's, (laughs) it's weird to me that, that fans support Mark Murphy in this and not Aaron Rodgers. You know, but oh, whatever. It's hilarious if you're a Vikings fan. It's delicious. Let's just say this. There are there are lots of folks who still support the Twins, so I can't really cast stones at the Packer fans for that one. Well, um, my next statement was going to be similar. I'll, just, I'll give it to you and then pass the baton to Declan here. Uh, mine was literally Packers CEO Mark Murphy is a moron, and I was going to say all the same things that we just said. So, <laughs> Declan, back to you. All right. Uh, a weekend observation. Uh, yesterday I played 18. I uh, went down to St. Paul, played some 18 with a couple of buddies from college. And I've come to a conclusion in my golf game, which I'm trying to improve. As as you know, I, my goal by the end of the year is to break 100. It's still a slow and steady race to get there. Uh, I've had a lesson or two. I had my first solo lesson last week. I had a group lesson like a month earlier. And there's definitely signs of improvement. There definitely have been moments where I'm like, oh, my God, this is why can't I do this every single time? This is awesome. But I've, I've come to the conclusion I need to start just playing nine holes. Because by the time I get on the back nine and I get to about hole 11, 12, I am ready to kill somebody. Like my frustration reaches such an all-time high that I now no longer enjoy what I'm doing for the next Mm. like two hours 
on, on the back nine? It sounds like you don't need to play fewer holes. It sounds like you need a therapist. Um, and maybe that maybe you, maybe maybe for golf. Golf. A little parlay. Yeah, a little parlay. You don't sound like you're you're mentally wired to play golf, my man. I'm oh, I'm not. I'm not you, mentally you wired to a lot of things. Let me ask you this. All right, this is because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. Usually, it's sports dad Judd that comes yeah. in here with like the sage yep. life advice. Right, sports big brother Phil. I am sports <laughs> big brother Phil. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you what changed my life as a golfer. Not my score. It didn't change my score. Actually, it helped my score a little bit. Lots Fair of alcohol. What changed my life? Okay, no, not even that. Sometimes I do drink lots of alcohol on the golf course. <laughs> It seems like you have not come to the acceptance stage of your golf game, all right? You're almost 30 years old, and there is a wide gap between the golfer that you think that you can be and the golfer that you are. And so my question is, why have you not accepted that you are never going to play on the PGA Tour? You're never going to shoot 75. You're not a good golfer. That's fine. Golfing is still fun. You're outside. You're hanging with friends. Yep. If you if you duff a drive or shank a shot, it shouldn't really affect your life at all. So, like, where where is this oh, angst coming from? I, I guess I, I wouldn't say it, it affects like my life necessarily. Um, and I'm I'm well aware of how bad I am at this game. Like, I I the self awareness of of how bad I am is very aware. Like, you can suck at my my big thing on the golf course. You can suck at golf, me. But are you playing at a good pace? Because I can't stand people who are waiting there on a par five, thinking they're on the PGA Tour, and you can get on in two. Everyone at Highland National Golf Course, if you are listening to this, you are not going to get on a par five and two. Let, like, if they're still on the green, swing away, dude. Swing your three or four iron. Get a nice little layup shot to set you up. But for God's sakes, move along. I have that acceptance. I know that. This I know that quit. well. This why quit. But, but yes, I, 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 I just want to shoot somewhere between... Like my goal, like my goal in like 10 years from now, not just like by the end of the year, it's like between 95 and 105. That's all I want. I usually enjoy myself on the golf course, <laughs> but I need to just play nine holes for right now. I need to just play yeah, that's, nine that's holes. That's a great idea, Declan. That's a great idea. I, I will say this. You don't eat, have the patience to play 18. So, so forget the fact that you're mad that your game sucks by 10. You're, you just don't. My advice is is possibly start with nine now. But be open to the idea of of going down to par threes and then just going right to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what I found. Like, in my last days, I was just like, I'm par threes, man. 18's too much. But, but, the but holes are the too um, challenging. Just this is the, you know those threes. greyhound races where there's always like a rabbit or something out front so the greyhounds <laughs> yeah, will keep chasing uh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That rabbit in the greyhound race, the rabbit is... 95 or 100 for Declan, and yep. Declan is the Greyhound. That Oh, you'll think that once you shoot 97 for the first time, like, <laughs> now you'll be satisfied with your golf game. Yep. You won't, dude. Yeah. Because then the next goal will be 90 and then right. 85, and it just it won't matter. I broke 90 for the first time like seven years ago. I never broke 90, and I started breaking 90. I've never broke 80, but I started breaking 90 a little bit for the first time. A little 88, a little 89 here and there, you know, not playing – the, the toughest, not playing Pebble Beach and breaking right. 90, but like, you know, go to go to some of the local courses. And I thought that's what's going to make me happy with my golf game. No, of course not. <laughs> Still not good. Like, like shooting 88 or 90, what's the difference? Just give me a give me a seltzer and some sunshine. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to breathe in the fresh air. And it's very meditative if you let it. 
And I, I think the key thing, too, is, is this. Now, I don't have kids, but I could. And I could be damn near a grandparent now. So I'm going to tell you the one thing that your parents didn't or won't, okay? And, I mean, this goes for you guys, but, I mean, this goes for everybody. I, You kids in your 20s, your teens, we appreciate y'all, but listen to me and listen good. Your parents want you to thrive more than they did. And so one of the one of the things that you're taught from your earliest years is don't quit. Like I am proud of you, Johnny, for crossing the finish line, you right? You can do anything like you, you put were, your mind to. You were last in the race and you know, they're they're thinking you sucked, but they're saying we're proud of you, Johnny, because you crossed that line, okay? Statement. It's okay to quit. If you realize I suck, it's okay to walk away and quit. Life's about sometimes, you know what? Pulling the plug. Yep. In fact, life often ends when we pull the plug. Yes. So it's okay to quit. Like okay. your parents won't tell you that because they want what's best for you. And and it, inherently they're thinking, I can't tell my son or daughter to quit. I'm telling you right now, a sports dad, quitting sometimes, absolutely the smart thing. Wow. Quit. So basically you just received two polar opposite pieces of advice yes, you, from yeah, your did. sports big brother and your your sports dad is telling you, quit golf. And your sports big brother is telling you, play as much golf as you possibly can. It's an amazing, fun, yeah. and therapeutic sport. Just quit attaching yourself so hardcore to the outcome. Well, you know what? Angsty on hole 12. Take, Phil, take Phil's advice first. And then if you find that I can't do it, I'm still mad, just quit. Abandon the game. Okay. Sell the clubs and be done with it. Yep. I like this plan. I like this plan. You know, it's funny. What would help you is if you went to PXG Minneapolis <laughs> and South there. This is true. Okay. This is they don't want you that. to quit, by we're, the we're way. talking about it on the course Don't today. listen to Zolgan when it comes to PXG. I, I don't know that they would want you to be a representation of their new Gen 4 golf clubs. I think they, they would be mad like if they saw one of us with Gen 4 golf clubs, which are the best clubs PXG's ever made, and we're just hacking around for 120. Uh, but they also have the, the new 0211 clubs, which is another line of high-performance clubs. Packed with PXG technology, priced a little bit more within reach. If you want to look good, if you want to play better, PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Uh, all right, next statement here, boys. I am a worthless handyman. Nice. Oh. And I want you guys to tell me, this happened a couple weeks ago, um, I want you to tell me, especially Judd, because Judd, like, I feel like Declan set up a bidet in his bathroom, I did which is it. like it, the it most handy thing remar- anyone has it ever done. It took me two hours and multiple swear okay. words, but I did it. Damn it, I did well, it. Well, then, yeah. yeah. So uh, we, and by we, I mean I, had to call maintenance to fix our garbage disposal a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Does that fall above or below the man card line for things you should feel ashamed that you called somebody else to help you with? Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Garbage You're fine. Disposal? Yes, yes. In fact, because ours broke at our house years ago. Just, I just punted. I said, but I wa- I watched them do it though, and they literally just like unscrewed the. They turned the water off. Yeah, but like they turned the lever off, but and then they wanna... unscrewed it, so... and then they screwed another. They they replaced it and replaced. They didn't even want to like deal with. Oh, there might be something jammed. They just like replaced it with a new one. Okay, but here's where I'm I don't not. Know how much that costs? But I guess we'll find. But here's out. where I'm going to absolve you. Um, they're professionals, and they're doing something that they know they're not going to screw up. And so I guess my point is, when when it comes to things like water, when it comes to things where if if you're like I can fix this, I mean I love. I, 
men. Well, I can fix this. I I can fix this. And the, the next thing, you know, there's freaking water squirting out of something and something's broken and your wife is rightfully pissed off. <laughs> so, so no, I would never, I would never challenge anyone to fix something that people professionally should do. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's where my mind is at and that I, th- there's like a 50% chance or greater that we flood the kitchen because and, I did something stupid. Exactly. Right. So, so like, what's but, that payoff? Oh, I'm glad I flooded the kitchen. You're an idiot. Yeah. So, but, but again, like, I feel like, you know, here's another thing. And I guarantee this is going to happen today now that I mention it. So in the townhouse we live in, there's like in the, in the master bedroom, there's an angled ceiling that at the base of the ceiling, it's like your standard, you know, nine foot or whatever. But then it like the architecture, like angles up toward the other end of the room. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like the roof sort of, I got you. And, uh, and it's like minimum 16 feet high. And we have a la- we have a step ladder that if if I need to change a uh, a chirping uh, fire alarm, you know that's on a on a ten foot ceiling I can do it, but it doesn't I won't be able to reach the so I'm I'm dreading when that starts to chirp inevitably right and I'm gonna have, I'm literally gonna have to call a maintenance person to change the battery and a fire alarm and so all of this is just making me feel like a worthless well so wait, just wait, like, wait 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 first of all if you've got a person to call. So you, do, do you rent or have an mm-hmm. association? Oh, we, we rent. There's no association. But, I mean, but you, you've is, got yeah. a person. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. then you should always call the person. Always call the person. Oh, if but I you, had a person, they, I'd be calling them left I do right. it all the time. I feel I don't know, man. And plus, here's the thing, too, dude. Are you supposed to tip those guys? It's no. not your fault. No. Your, your height. So you can't, I no. mean, you can only go so, so high. That's not your fault. Yeah, I'm like five seven and three quarters. Yeah, so I, I, but I mean that's a god thing. I need three of me to change that right. battery. <laughs> but I mean, if you were if you were Embiid, you could do it. Yeah. It's not your fault. Okay. No, you know All what? Right, so, All right. Okay. Uh, you are fine. Okay. Good. All right. Appreciate the the validation. No problem at all. No problem at all. I will never criticize a man. The the guys who drive me crazy are fix it guys. Oh, you should just yeah. fix it. I'll bleep you. No. You know what? No. Like, that, that's why I don't understand. So just quick side rant here. Like, men are so critical of women, of people. It's like we're the biggest dummies out there. Do we not know that? Like, we are. And I mean, me too. Me too. But I mean, I'm an idiot half the time. Like, between Dawn and I, it's not even close how much smarter she is than, than me. When it comes to most things, the only thing I can do is deliver hot sports takes. Which drive her crazy, but that's not my fault. Anyway, which, I just it which is a me. good which is a good potential segue to All right, so Judd's next statement. No, actually this is this is a, a held over. I didn't get to it last week. Um weekend observation. Okay. Uh so the last two Sundays we've got gone out to brunch. We went to brunch with friends a week ago Sunday, and it was just the two of us going to Uptown yesterday. All right, and here is a photo. I saw a photo of you in which you did not want to be photographed very clearly. She, like, or you were, or you were confused no. as to why photographs were being taken. Well, yes, I was. Okay, so we're sitting on the rooftop of this place. I forget the name of it. And like Dawn points her camera phone at me. I said, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm taking a pic." Or, or she said something, and then I'm taking a picture, and I was like. No, you're, why? She's like, well, just smile. It's for the gram. She's like, just smile. And you guys know I can't smile. You guys know I can't smile. 
And she's like, well, just think of the, the stupid stuff that, that you say to amuse yourself. And I'm like, I can't do that on command. So then she took a picture that I didn't want taken. And then the worst nervous. part, yeah. and then the worst part is she publishes it and shows me. And I'm like, do you know how mad you would be if I took a picture of you and tweeted it? Like just oh, yeah. without telling yeah. anybody or without double telling standard. you? I said, what the hell is going on here? And I said, you know, everybody who listens to me, uh, my friends all know I hate pictures. I don't take them well, especially on command. So that was, and then she made it the biggest picture instead of like the food. Why would you do that to me? It was the featured picture. Why? Uncomfortable Judd. Very uncomfortable (laughs) Judd with a half, with a half smile. I'm not happy about that. And we went to Uptown to which, which full disclosure, when she informed me, that we were going to Uptown. I'm like, do we really want to go to Uptown yeah, these days? Surprised. I mean, there's some problems. I don't really want to go there. And she's and and then I got the well, we don't have to then. But I knew I was in trouble if we didn't. And it was fine. But then again, then again, of course, last night all hell breaks loose. So I don't know. God. My town. Is that your statement? Was that I just was want my town back? No, town. <laughs> I just want the town back. I just want people to be nice. Okay, so here's my here's my weekend statement off brunch for two consecutive Sundays. The pandemic time limit set on the use of tables at restaurants needs to stay forever. <laughs> the pace of meal with a game clock is better, and the yeah. best part is no matter who you're with, you get to pull the plug. In fact, I suggested to Dawn yesterday they should up it by putting a clock at your table that starts yeah. to run the second that you get there. And runs down down to NBA and hockey two tenths of a second, where it's like, and a buzzer goes off, and you're done. I love the clock. I'm with you on this, but isn't the clock usually 90 minutes? It's yes. still it's it, it's, it's quite a bit enough. of time still. Yes. Yeah, but I would, you know, I would, some people like to talk, Phil. I would shorten it to 60 minutes. Oh God, I love this. And then if Look the food, if if it if it takes more than 30 minutes for the food to arrive, whether it's you were just slow it's to a, order or whatever, it's a, it's a, I don't know. Then you extend it by 10 minutes. Okay. And then anything else that you would purchase up to, let's say, 90 minutes. You can extend the clock five minutes per, like, or 10 minutes per mimosa extra that you order, right? Two minutes. So I'm saying some some windows between 60 and 90 minutes, but I I would even shorten it down towards 60 minutes. I'm with you on this. I love it. I love saying, let's go. I love love saying to the table, that looks like our time's about up. Yeah. You know, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about 1978. Oh, looks like our time's about up. Yeah. So my dad has always been, uh, my dad gets really just like fidgety after about 45 minutes out to, you know, he's almost 80 years old. And so what I've learned, what I've learned from him, and he'll do this, sometimes people will be like only halfway, he'll have shoveled all the food in his mouth. And some people will be like, you know, a quarter of the way through their dinner. Yep. And the conversation will come to a lull and he'll hit the table. All right, like he'll give the the all right. That's great, and uh, and look for the tab, the deep sigh. All right, transition into it's time to leave the restaurant. That's amazing. And uh, get the tab, something that the Mackey family is. That's outstanding. At. Yeah. And and when the server is kind enough to say, early on, slightly premature times, do you want the tab? It's yeah. just the opening to be like, of course, yeah, okay. I think Declan, it seems like he's taking issue. Yeah, what's going on, Declan? Mm-hmm. Happening here? Talk to us. Uh, I definitely don't like the 60-minute time limit. I think that's too short. 
I think that's far too short. And it's 90 right now most places, right? Yeah, it's mostly 90. And I can get down. I can I can listen and I can hear the 90 minutes, especially if it's a pop in place. There's nothing worse when you're trying to, like, if there's a restaurant you really want to go to, right, and it's packed or whatnot. Like, I got a last-minute table on Friday in the North Loop because someone didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I absolutely know how, how that goes. But I don't know. I also just kind of want to sit there and enjoy. I don't want to have to have, like, a time limit on how much fun I want to have necessarily either. So I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent on this timeline. Well, I'm not trying it, to figure it out. Is anyone really having that much fun two hours into a sit down at a restaurant? Come out with me at a re- on a weekend. Yeah, wait, but, but are you going out to? I mean, but but you're going out to bars and sometimes. getting drunk with friends. Lots. I, I'm talking about meals. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Meal I'm, control, yeah. pace of meal is very important. I would like. What are you doing if you're an hour and fifty minutes into a sit down restaurant experience? Mm-hmm. Either something has gone totally awry on the kitchen end. Or you're just dragging it out for no reason. I don't think you're dragging it out for no reason. You could be having a very nice time, and you don't want to just accelerate and get the hell out of there. No, no. Somebody's talking too much at that point. And if somebody's telling stories, or somebody has, yeah, mm-hmm. no. No, I, for every one time about what you're talking about, Dex, there's 10 times where there's a flat-out babbler. Yeah, and, and the babbler has ob- started. Oblivious. The, yeah. the babbler has started. And, the babbler. And you know what the babbler is? The old four corners. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. It no is. shot clock. Pass the ball. Yeah. Pass the ball. Pass the ball. NSHL. It's like, yeah. You guys ever watch exactly. the Timberwolves? The Timberwolves from like 15 years ago with Michael Olawa Candy. Yeah. And, and the Candyman is playing with KG and he's playing with Wally and, and Cassell and all these like really good, efficient players. Every time the ball got passed down to Candyman in the post, there could be 20 seconds on the shot clock. He's going to dribble 12 times, yep. slowly back up, and that ball never comes back. It's the Candyman guy at the yep. table yep. That, that brings you to That's an hour and 45 minutes unnecessarily. Yep. Okay. And now there's a clock. When that person starts babbling, there's a clock to say it's going to end. There is nothing worse than being stuck with no game clock. How do you guys feel about uh, some of these now that we've gotten into like QR code menus? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in on QR code menus. Yeah, I, don't want, I, I always like feel weird touching the plastic coating QR of code, something that other people. Very want. easy. Uh, and then I kind of like there's some of these new services now where you can just order what you want on the app on your phone, and then the server is just there basically yep. to like oh Dawn come over once in a while like that. yeah well and and other places too or even you can just pay like on Friday when I was at you can just pay the check online and up and leave like you can literally just pay the check oh, on yeah. your phone at some places and just up and leave mm-hmm. when you're done. I, I feel a little one. weird about it because I, I I do like to interact with my server when I'm leaving and, and saying thank you and stuff. But I, I, I do kind of like so wait, it. I get it. So if, if you can, if you do all, all the work and they just bring the food, do they get the same tip then? Exactly. That See, that's, that is the gray area. That's a little bit of a gray area. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be cutting out, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs with this technology, but. But I mean, I'm not going to give know, a 20% maybe, tip maybe if you, don't you just bring it. me the food because right. that's just like a a fast food restaurant in some ways mm-hmm. where they bring you your mm-hmm. food. Um, I will say this about the QR codes and I'm not going to name names, but I've run into a common theme problem with um, quality. I don't 
want to call them chain restaurants, but but places that have multiple establishments. Okay. The QR code uh, sometimes leads you to a menu of another restaurant, and you have to identify that and then switch to oh, the one that you're at. I know what you're talking about. And and I had this. I've had this problem. Yes. And it's work for me. I want no work. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. I'll you, go. You, you, I'll you just have to toggle code. between. It's just Arby's and Sabaro. You just yes. the one. And I don't want to do that. And, like you, yeah, you really have to easy. identify with my phone where I am, and because I like the idea, Phil. I'm with you a thousand percent. But when I get told, "Oh, that's our restaurant in St. Paul," and yeah. I'm in Minneapolis, I'm like, right. "Okay, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem." Yeah. And then the big problem there is beers. Because they're like, well, we have all different tap beers. And so we don't know. And then the person sort of impatiently stands there. And you're like, I got to figure this out. Uh, Mm. And there's pressure. I don't want any pressure on me either. I'll tell you, where I feel the most anxiety at restaurants is when you have to walk up. Or or you're not familiar with the menu. And you walk and you order at a window. And then then they give you a number and you sit down at a table. I always get super nervous. Like, I don't. I like to sit and look at a menu for about 10 minutes and just really be confident with, all right, what am I going to get? What's in this? Is there is there going to be ch- hidden chorizo in here that's going to send me to the bathroom for an hour and a half? And so I swear to God, I get to these places where it's like you order at a window and then they give you a number and they bring it to your table. And I just like always order something ridiculously stupid that I didn't want because I clam up. Mm. And there's people behind well, wait, you. Wait, wait, know, wait. This is totally a me problem. What, yeah, why don't you – so, so when Don picks our brunch spots – She'll go on to the online menu like on yeah. Monday and all week long. The problem is she can't decide by Sunday. <laughs> My rule of thumb is go go to the breakfast section and make a choice as quick as possible. So like I um I like like she'll say, Well, they've got this eggs, they've got these omelets, they've got this, and I'm like, I I just pick something right away. No regrets. No regrets. I just no go gerts, right for no it. Gerts. But yeah, if you have a problem, go to the online menu like three days before. I don't like doing And that. then you got a good idea. What's that? I don't like doing that. I like I like going like Well, that's fine. I'm yeah. just saying for Phil, because yeah. like don't But it makes sense for Phil. Then. Yes. So you don't like being because I'll, I mean, I'll I eat almost either. anything, okay. but I get menu anxiety sometimes. No. I don't know. No, I, I like I like going and looking at the menu for the first time and figuring out what I want. Now, do, do you like the QR code then or, yeah, or cool actually pulling out the I'm cool with QR code. play call sheet? I, I, I would say I prefer the play call sheet, but I'm not against the QR I'd code. Like the, I yep. like the tacos, the breakfast tacos. <laughs> that's No, that's more of a children-sized one. You need the Musgrave-sized one. Yeah. Do we have a note card? Just like a little note <laughs> card. It's like, yeah, exactly. Post-it note. Power run, right, <laughs> left, go. No, yeah. Sorry, sir. We don't have that. I don't yeah. know what you're Breakfast burrito. On our menu. Yeah. Well, anyway, those are statements. Just some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, you know, Federated, uh, they're not going to be able to help you with menu anxiety or any of these restaurant-related things, but they can help your business. And they can help you if you're a business owner with peace of mind and risk management tools. We are in the middle of severe weather action here for the next few months where severe weather could hit. Uh, there could be electrical outages. They can interrupt your business, whether it's disrupting computer, machinery, phone, security systems, etc. Federated has all kinds of resources on their website for uh, helping you plan for weather emergencies at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right. Good stuff here. For another very therapy. I feel like every Monday it's like lash out at the twins for 30 minutes. Yep. Mock the Packers then, uh, a little bit. Yep. 
Yeah, we're getting there. I don't know how much we're going to – I'm kind of done now. Like, my energy, now that they've lost those games on the homestand – not that we can't talk twins on the show, but like, well, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have like to start angst is to make trades, up. right? Yep, I'm and saying I, like I'm not mad at them anymore after today. Like today was my therapy session, and I'm just like now this is what it is, and now the focus is 2020, and we can uh, have level headed yeah. discussions about the future of the franchise, or I'll not win a playoff game, or not it'll be more or fun. Not. Start screaming and shouting and getting really mad at him again. I don't. I don't know what can happen this week that would like cause angst, though. Right? Like they could lose every game this week, and I think the only thing would be if they started Shoemaker twice in those losses. Then, then it would be okay. What Rocco, kind of pictures does he have on Rocco? Rocco bringing him in on Friday just absolutely baffled me. Like if I had lived in a high rise, I might have taken a header. When he came back out for the wow. ninth, I was like, are you serious? Someone wow. did that, by the way, in the high-rise I lived in downtown Minneapolis, like the, the week before oh, they ju- we put oh, our place on kidding. the market Ugh. like six years ago. Ugh. It's like, is this going to affect the market value? of? Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Larry David. Yeah, it thanks, didn't. Larry. <laughs> Larry David. I mean, I just, it might affect it. I'm just saying. All right, we got it. Okay. Go. Don't forget, Daily Vikings <laughs> we're, we're Conversations. We're going out on a great note here. I'd like to apologize for my comment, by the way. Mini camp uh, discussions all week on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.